Today's daf is Sota Daf Tes. We are holding on the bottom of Chesam Beis. We're right after the Mishnah and Chesam Beis. Today we're going to start talking about Mida Kineged Mida. The Mishnah already told us yesterday that Mida Shadamodid Bab Modid Lo that that a person is treated Mida Kineged Mida. So the Gemara is going to talk about uh, the Din Dalid Misos. How even though we no longer have Dalid Misos based Din, still someone who commits an Avera for which he deserves Dalid Misos based Din is going to suffer in a similar way. Is going to die in a similar way to the Dalid. And then the Gemara is going to detail the idea of Mida Kineged Mida as it expresses itself by a Sota. That a Sota, every step of the process of a Sota, in some ways, Mida Kineged Mida for her Avera. And then the Gemara is going to talk about how Hashem is patient and only punishes either a nation or a king when it's going to be totally wiped off of the world. So Hashem holds back on the punishment until it's completely done. And then on the bottom of Amadal, the Gemara is going to talk about how the buildings of David and Moses. The Maisiyadayim of David and Moshe Rabbeinu weren't ta- weren't touched by enemy hands, uh, and uh, we're going we're gonna, to and, and we're going to discuss why that is. That David and Moshe Rabbeinu specifically, they were able to do things that the enemies were unable to affect at all. On Ahmed Beis, the Gemara is going to talk about when people try to take what they shouldn't be taking, what they shouldn't have. Not only do they not get what they're trying to get, they don't. They even lose what they already have when they set their goals beyond what they're supposed to have. And we're going to talk about which part of Asota's body is actually destroyed first. Is it the Yerech or the Beten? Then the Mishnah on Amr Beis is going to talk about the Midah Kineged Midah, the idea of Midah Kineged Midah, as it expresses itself by various people in Tanakh. Shimshon, Avshalom, Miriam, Yosef, Moshe, how they're all treated with Midah Kineged Midah. Some Lera and some Litov. But Midah Kineged Midah is the common denominator between them. Once we're talking about Shimshon, so the Gemara talks about what Shimshon's weakness was and how Delilah affect, uh, affected Shimshon, how she managed to get to him eventually and how she affected him in a negative way spiritually. So very busy daf. So let's begin on the bottom of Ches Ahmed Beis right at the beginning of the Gemara. Even though in a certain sense Misos have based in Rabbatel, in a certain sense they're not really Batel. From the day the base of was destroyed, even though there's no longer a Sanhedrin, but nevertheless, the Arba Misos of the Sanhedrin are not Batal. So it's not exactly a precise Lash on Tulsus points out that really the idea that, uh, that that the Dalit Misos would be carried out for someone who deserved it was already when the base of was still there, but if you had someone who didn't have Edim Vahasra and therefore couldn't be punished in that way, so that's, uh, it, it, would, it, was, uh, it would still affect them, they would still die in, the, in a similar way to the Dal Misus Basin. And Tosa Rosh points out also the Lashon Mi Yom Shecharav Beis Amigdash is not exactly precise. Forty years before Charav Beis Amigdash, it was already Golsa Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin already left the Lishcha Sagazes and stopped being Dan Din in Afashos. That's the Gemara in Shabbos Tav Tazvav Amnalev. So the fact that the Gemara says Mi Shecharav Beis Amigdash is something that bothers a number of the Rishonim. Tosa Rosh says Mi Yom Shecharav Beis Amigdash it was Hanhaga Kavua. But during those forty years, if there was ever a specific case of Dina Fashas that they saw a tzorech to go back and to be done, so they always had that option. They would always have the option of going back to the Shachazagaz being done. But it was only a davar kavua once it was Charev Beis HaMikdash. So frankly, Gemara Vabatu, how can you say the Dal Misos are not Batal? Of course they're Batal. El Adin Arba Misos It means that the effects of the Dal Misos are still there. Mishen is Chayv Skila, O Nofel Menegagel For example, if someone's Chayv Skila, he's not going to get Skila in Beis anymore, but he will die in a way that's similar to Skila 
Mechila, where a fall off from a roof or a wild beast will, will trample him. Mishin is Chayv Shreifa, someone is Chayv Shreifa, will either uh, die in a fire or a snake will bite him. Mishin is Chayv Hariga, someone is Chayv Hareg, either will be given over to the Malchus or bandits will, will kill him. Mishin is Chayv Chanika, someone is Chayv Chanek, either he'll drown in, the, in, in a river or he'll die of some sort of choking uh, disease. Tanya, from that pasuk we see that the uh, that a person gets what he what he deserves. That whatever he measures out, that's what's measured for him. That's only we tell me that if it's a big midah, big avera that he does, he's going to get what he deserves. How do I know that even a small avera, he's going to get midah connected midah? And how do I know that Akharish Baruch Hu, uh, keeps a tally? And even if a person didn't get punished the first time and the second time, Hashem, it, it's not a, an indication that Hashem has forgiven him. It's just an indication that Hashem is being patient and waiting until he accumulates enough averos till he gets punished. And we also find by Sota very clearly there's a Midah Kenegad Midah in the Sota. She stood by the Pesach of her house in order to attract the man to her house. So we stand her by Sharni Kanar and show her humiliation to everybody. He pierced the Rosha. She got all dressed up in nice scarf, nice headscarves. So the coin removes her headscarf. He She got her face made up nicely. So her face becomes green. He kachala lo eneha. She uh, she made up her eyes, put nice makeup on her eyes. The fichach ina bolto, so her eyes protrude, they 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 pop out. He kachala lo saara. She braided her hair nicely to attract the man. The fichach coin soser saara. So the coin ruins her hair. He harisalo etzba. She uh, motioned to the man with her with her finger. The fichach tziporneha noshros. Therefore, her fingernails fall off. He chagula betzultzul. She, as we mentioned yesterday, got dressed up in a nice belt to. Uh, to attract him, so we take this chavla mitzri, this uh, crass uh, rope, and that's what keeps her clothing on. She extended her thighs toward him, so her thighs fall apart, fall down. She accepted him on her on her belly. That's why her belly implodes. She fed him all these delicious foods because the way to, uh, to man's heart is through his, uh, through his stomach. So her carbon is unique amongst carbonos mincha. Most carbonos mincha, not all, but most carbonos mincha are a carbon that's a machal adam. It's, it's, uh, it's flour of uh, wheat flour, but her carbon is barley flour, which is barley is considered to be a machal behema. So she, her carbon is a machal behema because she, uh, she had fed him all of, this, uh, all of this delicious food. So the food that represents her carbon is a machal behema. The Gemara has other reasons also why it's a machal why why uh, why it's a machal behema. That uh, the the Gemara is going to say in Daf Yudal that Ram Gamliel says another reason that just like her maaseha maase behema, so her carbon is a machal behema, and that's the part that's the one that's quoted in Rashi Alatora. The Sefer Chinuch says that. Um, 
we're not trying to give the only reason. We're letting you know a lot of the different Ramazim. That's why there are different reasons. There are different Ramazim in the idea that her karban is a machel behema. He ishkasahu yayin meshubach, bekosos meshubachim. She gave him to drink this uh, fancy wine in nice cups. So the Kohen gives her this mayim amarim in this, uh, in this klecheres, which is considered the lowest form of kli. He asa beseser. She t- tried to, to do her, her avera privately, in secret, as if she was uh, hiding from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Yoshev beseser on samba panim. So the one who's Yoshev beseser, Kodesh Baruch Hu, is going to punish her. Shnemar ve'ein noiv shamer neshev lemer losishuni ayin. That she's going to think, no one's looking, but a Kodesh Baruch Hu is looking, a Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to go after her. Another possibility of what the Midah Kenegad Midah is there, he asa beseser amakom pirsim abogali. She tried to do something quietly, and Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to be mefarsi meravera in a very public way. Shnemar t'chasasinu b'mashon tiglaraso b'kal. That it's going to be megala b'kal. It's going to be it's going to be exposed in front of massive amounts of people. Umeyachad dinafkele meachas laachas lemtol cheshbon ki kol son son v'rash lamali. Going back on the bottom of uh, of Amid Beis, once we had meachas laachas lemtol cheshbon that everything is mitztarif lecheshbon gadol that our Kodesh Baruch Hu measures everything out. So what do I need? The other parts of kol son son v'rash. So the kamida to let us know that it's going to be measured out. Exactly Exactly as the person did, meaning that the person is going to receive exactly what they deserve. Once you have son son brash, so what do we need? The first passage that, that, that we quoted, that we quoted, which we said is where we learned from midash the modid ba modid lo. That teaches us what Rabbi Bar Papa said. Only pays back a nation at a time where he's ready to get rid of them. Uh, maybe we'll wait on punishing a nation, even if they deserve some punishment, because he's going to wait till they deserve enough punishment that they're going to be gone forever. That only Klal stays forever. Every other great kingdom, every other great nation, there's a rise and a fall. Only Klal Yisrael doesn't have a fall. Uh, there's, there's a lot of struggle, but no fall. What, what is the symbolism of the three kosos that it says by Mitzrayim? Rashi says, what three kosos that it says by Mitzrayim? The chaloma shel saramashkim. In the chaloma of saramashkim, it says three kosos. Moshe. One in the days of Moshe, Mitzrayim suffered a setback. And again in the days of Paranacho, Nebuchadnezzar uh, Bavel came and and uh, and and, and uh, dealt another blow to Mitzrayim. And another one when all the nations are going to have their downfall in Yemosa Mashiach, so that's also going to be a downfall from Mitzrayim. So don't you see how Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't just wait for Mitzrayim until it was ready for its complete downfall. Kodesh Baruch Hu punishes them uh, three different times, and they keep coming back. So if you're going to say, no, it's a different Mitzrayim, meaning the, 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 that area of the earth didn't go away, but it's not the same nation, it's not the same kingdom. There was a rise and a fall of Mitzrayim. It's just going to happen three different times to three different sets of people, but we have a price that says not that way. And he, the Gera Mitzri, would say, Ani Mitzri Rishon, I am a first generation Mitzri Ger, Vinasasi Mitzris Rishon, so I was careful to marry a woman who's a first generation Mitzri Ger. So really limiting the Shidduch pool, if he's only looking for uh, for another Ger who's a Mitzris Rishon. Asi 
Shani, Mitzvah Shniya. And you think that's tough. His child is going to be a second generation Mitzvah. He says, I have to be Makbid to Dafka marry him off to a second generation Mitzvah. So that my grandson will be, will have no limitations, will be Mutalova Bakal. Because uh, if, if my son, who's a Mitzvah Shani, marries a Mitzvah Rishon, it sets his child back a generation because it's going to go after the mother. So in order to allow that to, to happen, I, uh, but you see the implication over here is that he's still a Mitzri, that even though uh, Paro has fallen, the Isser of a Mitzri still applies, that we don't assume it's just an entirely different nation and that there's no Isser that applies. So we mean to say as follows. A nation, Hakadosh Baruch will sometimes punish before he's ready to wipe them off the face of the earth. But a melech, Hakadosh Baruch is not going to punish until he's ready to wipe them off the face of the earth. So Rashi already struggles with the idea that the Gemara says in uh, elsewhere that uh, in Masech Sanhedrin and, and Brachos that Kvar Olas Ancherv Bilbils Kalu Umos that. None of the nations that, that as, as we know them, are the original nations on their lands. And Cheir already came was Mavaldel Kola Umos. So what? By the Mitzrim that didn't happen? By the Mitzrim HaKadosh Baruch was not Mavaldel and it's still the same Mitzrim? That's what the Gemara seems to be saying. That the Mitzrim haven't changed. The Mitzrim are the same Mitzrim. So Rashi says, Inafinami, this, this disagrees with that. There's a Machlokas, whether Sancheir was really Mavaldel Kola Umos or not. We're assuming not so. Tulsus, however, points out, he says, Makshim Parak Tzvil Sashachar, that Bobiyom Amad Yehuda Gera Moni Lefnayim Beis Hamedrash Varmla Mani Lava Bakal a Gera Moni got up in Beis Hamedrash said Am I allowed to marry into the Kal? So Rambam Liel said Asher Rabbi Shua said Mutter. So Rambam Liel said to Rabbi Shua, What do you mean? It says in the Torah Layov Amoni Mavi Bakal Hashem. How could you say Mutter? So Rabbi Shua said, What you think this is the same Amun and Moab that Bemakomen and Yoshvin? No, Kvar Olas and Cheir of Melech Asher Bilbul is Kalolim Kulo. So Fractosos, what what about over here? What about Minimina Mitzri that he thinks? That he's still the same Mitzri. What happened to Sancheir and Mavaldel Kolaolam? So Tosus points out about a, a third of the way down the page. Upir Shabbenatam, did Sancheir and Mavaldel Shabbenatam, did Sancheir and Mavaldel so you see, the Sancherev was not Mavaldal Mitzrayim, it was Mavaldal the whole rest of the world. So the Frenchmen that we know aren't the original Frenchmen, and the Spanish aren't the original Spanish, and all the rest. But Mitzrayim, that stayed the same. So Machlokas, Rashi, and Tosfos about how we deal with the fact that Sancherev is Mavaldal Skolaolam in light of our Gemara. Rashi says, Machlokas. Tos says, no, Mitzrayim is an exception to the rule. Amemer Masin Lahad Rav Chinn Bar Papa Ha. Amemer said Rav Chinn Bar Papa's statement in the following context: My dixuv ki ani Hashem lo shenisi v'atem ani Yaakov lo chalisim. Ani Hashem lo shenisi lo ikisilum of shenisi la. Hashem says, I never had to smite a nation twice. Meaning, when I get them, they're gone. V'atem ani Yaakov lo chalisim. But when it comes to the bnei Yaakov, when it comes to bnei Yisrael, Hakadosh Baruch Hu punishes us several times over and over again because He never wipes us out. He doesn't wait until we deserve to be wiped out. He punishes us so that we can always stay. A comeback. That that half of them are going to be wiped out, but the other half is always going to say, Europe is being destroyed, America is being built, and uh, you know that that's the way our galuyos work. That wherever we're being destroyed, somewhere else, Kali Sol still still survives. Kali Sol moves on. 
Hashem waits to punish a person until Nismal Yisa'asav, until he's, uh, he's, he deserves it fully, until he deserves to be wiped out fully. What's the Pasuk telling me? Don't say Navasila as if to say that it's good to praise. It means that which they built is a tila, meaning, and that's a reference to Moshe and David, that the enemies have not, they have not been able to affect the Maisiyadayim of Moshe and David. The, the Rav Yosef Engel in Gulyone Ashas quotes from a Sefer Binyan Ariel. He says that, uh, that every, every person ultimately dies and is not, is not, is not going to live Lenetzach. So their Maisiyadayim and Kayam also. I mean, why is that Kodesh Baruch Hu's Maisiyadayim is Kayam? Because Kodesh Baruch Hu is, doesn't die. Kodesh Baruch Hu is the Olmeyad. So, so on a smaller level, there are certain people that don't die. And those people that don't die, their Maisiyadayim also don't die. David and Moshe, we find an Indian of Nitzchius, both by David and Moshe. Moshe uh, is uh, one day in the Gemara, we're going to see later on, Moshe Rabbeinu Lomais. There's going to be such a day in the Gemara. We have such a day about Yaakov Vinu also. And that's what the Gemara was just referring to. Gilead doesn't point this out. But we just said that Yaakov Vinu's children, Lomais, B'nai Yisrael, the B'nai Yisrael, that which Yaakov produced, Lomais, they never died. They may get, uh, they may have setbacks. Because Yaakov Vinu Lomais, that which is Nitzchi, so that which he produces is going to be Nitzchi as well. Moshe Rabbeinu Lomes, so Moshe Rabbeinu, that which he produces, the, uh, he gave us Moshe Amos and one of the Yidim Likari that the Torah is still here, and it's the same Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us. So that which Moshe Rabbeinu produces, David Melech Yisrael, Chai V'Kayim. David Melech Yisrael is Chai V'Kayim, we say. David Melech doesn't, uh, in, on some level doesn't die, so the mice of David Melech, that which David Melech produces, is also Chai V'Kayim. You find probably a similar idea. Um, uh, uh, Rabbi Alpert was telling me, this Albert's son, I forgot his first name, who was here on Shabbos. He's a genius. He like, uh, knows all of Shas Balpeh. He was just like reciting Gemara's Balpeh, all of Shabbos. Unbelievable. So he was telling me that, uh, that he thought that was Pshat, that the Gemara says that there are certain people that didn't sleep or had very, very unusual limited sleeping patterns because sleeping is 160th of Misa. So those people that don't sleep also are people that don't die. That, uh, that you find Yaakov Vinu Lomes. Yaakov Vinu spent 14 years, Shiva Shem Vever, didn't sleep for a moment. So you can have Yaakov Vinu Lomes. Rebbe, uh, the Gemara says that, uh, that, that, that uh, Rebbe didn't sleep, so he didn't sleep much. He had Shina Sasus, also like Davon HaMelech, that his sleep was like the sleep of Davon HaMelech. So, Re- Re- so Rebbe, the Gemara says in Ksuvis, would come back after he died and make, kid- make Kiddush for his family. That on some level, even after he was dead, he was still alive. And he could just be Mosif, and therefore that which Rebbe produced, and that which Rebbe gave us, the Torah Shabal Peh, is Chai V'Kayim. Rebbe gave us something that, that's, uh, that's Nitzchi. Uh, where do you have? You have, uh, you have Davon HaMelech. Davon HaMelech didn't sleep. The Gemara says at the beginning of Brachos that he barely ever slept. He slept for, for Shinas Asus just for for dozing until midnight, and from midnight on he was uh, he was awake the rest of the time. So that's why David Melch Yisrael Chayvikayim, and that uh, our Gemara saying that what David produced is going to be there forever. It all connects the sleeping and the uh, and the low mace and the ability to give us something that's going to that's going to last forever. David Dixiv Tivu Ba'Eret Sharah Sharah Moshe Da Amar Da Amar Mar Mishenivna Mikdash Rishon Nignas Olmoid Krasha Krasav Richav Amudav Adanav Hecha Hecha 
we find that David Amel's Sha'arim, the gates that David Amel produced, uh, did not, were never destroyed by enemy hands, and the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu built was never destroyed by enemy hands. Where is the Mishkan? It's hidden underneath the Mechilu Shal in the tunnels underneath uh, the Heichal. What, what are the gates of David? So Rashi says it means the Metzudas Tzion, the Ir David, uh, where, where, uh, where David's house was. When the when Bimeitzit Kiyo, the, those, those gates sunk into the ground and, uh, and, and the enemies were never able to affect them. Rashi didn't want to say it's referring to the Sharm of the Beis HaMikdash, probably because David didn't build the Beis HaMikdash, Shlomo built the Beis HaMikdash, but the Marsha over here uh, points out that no, it's definitely talking about the gates of the Beis HaMikdash, and even though Shlomo Melch built it, we call it, we call the Beis HaMikdash after David, you know, Rachman and Yaakov Lanues Sukas David Hanafalas, because David is one that prepared everything for the Beis HaMikdash, and specifically the Sha'arim, the Gemara says that uh, when Shlomo Melch wanted to bring the Aron into the Beis HaMikdash, Gemara and Shabbos tells us uh, that uh, he tried the Zuchus of everybody, and the gates wouldn't open up, but Al and then the gates open up, it was the Zuchus of David HaMelech that the, that the gates of, uh, of the Beis HaMikdash open up, so it's Dafka called the Sha'arim of David, because those are the sharim that opened up only for the sake of for the sake of David. By, by, when it comes to the Aron, the Shittim Gretzis of your quotes on the Rush and Toshans, that the Gemara is. Uh, Going like uh, the, 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 is, is going against the Mandiyamar and Yuma that the Aron was Galil Abavel. There's Machlokas in Masechas Yuma Dafnim Gimel. What happened to the Aron? Was it Galil Abavel or did Yoshiara Melech, realizing that there was going to be a Churban, bury it underground? So, uh, so that's what these Rishonim say. It can't be that the, that the, the whole rest of the Mishkan that, that Moshe Rabbeinu built, that gets to be hidden underground in the Makram Migdash, and the Aron was Galil Abavel. It has to be that the Aron also was, uh, was kept underground. So we're assuming like that sheet that the Aron managed to stay there as well. That Sota is a very, it's a, it's, it's, it, it should be a, a, an example for us that a Sota put, uh, aimed for something that's not appropriate for her, and not only did she not get what she wanted, that which she already had, she lost as well. She becomes Asura to the Boel and to the Baal. She loses everything. This is true of anyone who tries to get things that they don't deserve, that they shouldn't have. That they, they not only will not achieve their goals, they're also going to lose whatever it is that they do have. Where do we find such things? We find by the Nachash. He tried to get that which he didn't deserve and uh, he, didn't, uh, he didn't achieve it. And that which he already had was taken away from him. He wanted Chava. Not only didn't he get Chava, but he lost that and everything else. Omar Kodesh Baruch says in three specific ways. The Nachash was supposed to have a pretty good life and he lost out. Baruch's initial plan was that the Nachash was going to be the king of all the animal world. But now, because of this, he loses out that possibility. From Rashi, it sounds like the Raya that he was supposed to be the king was that he was Arum Mikolachayos. Why would Hashem give him this cleverness if it weren't for the fact that he's supposed to be the king? But the Marshal says that it's not a Raya. Um, it's just uh, 
uh, from the klala that we see. It's not a riot from the psukim. It's just for aruhu mikol abeim mikol chayisasada. So you see that it must be that initially he wasn't supposed to be aruhu. He was supposed to be the opposite of aruhu. He was supposed to be baruch. In the sefer Torah Saknos, he says a riot of the marsha that it's not the 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 fact that he was aruhu mikol chaya that shows that he was destined for malchus. Because the gemara in Chagiga says in Dafyud Gimel that the aryeh is the melech chayos, but he's not the most. Uh, he's not the pikeach shebechayos. The shual is the pikeach shebechayos. So you see that that the fact that that he was clever would not have necessarily destined him for uh, for malchus. Not every melech, even uh, good ones, even a good leader of uh, of people, is not always the most clever of uh, of people. He has other qualities that are uh, that are very great for leadership. Sometimes the most clever leaders and the uh, brightest or whatever are not the greatest leaders in the world, and they 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 outsmart themselves and they think that they understand everything and they they don't. So the the melech of the chayos is uh, is not the most clever. Uh, says initially the plan was that the nachash would stand upright. Now he's going to have to crawl in his belly. Initially I said the the uh, that that the snake would eat like a human being eats. Now he has to eat dirt. So of course the mafarshim asked the famous kasha, why is that at all a uh, a, a curse? The gemara Yuma says in the fine hey olulagag mizonosavimo yari the matam mizonosavimo wherever he goes he could find mizonos he always has desi puko he always has whatever he needs why is that a curse so the famous answer the Bali Musr say is that uh, the, they say the Bishem the Chidush Arim I think that uh, the curse is that he never has to daven Takarish Baruch Hu. he loses a relationship with Takarish Baruch Hu. it's like a father who says that he never wants to talk to his son and he just sets up an account for him where the son is able to get whatever money he needs but he never has a relationship with the father he never gets to talk to the father and the relationship is more important than uh, than actually practically getting what, uh, what what a person wants at any given time and Pardis Yosef, he says that um, that having the, the, the feeling of chemda, of desire for something, is, is a tamchayim, meaning that if a person never experiences any desire, there's nothing that excites him, there's nothing that, uh, that makes him salivate a little bit, there's nothing that, so then he's, he's missing out on life. His life is just, you know, it's one steady, uh, he never, never has any, any moments of excitement in his life, and that's, that's a terrible curse. Who am our erog es adam ve esa es chava? Achshav eva ashes pein chavene isho ve zara chavene zara. He said, I'm going to kill Adam and I'll marry chava, which is amazing. Why did he assume Chava was going to survive? Meaning he assumed that if they both ate from the Yitzhadas, Chava was going to live and Adam was going to die. But he made that assumption. So that was his plan to marry Chava. And then, now he has a terrible relationship with Chava. Women are not big fans of snakes. And if you look through history, you look through all of the big winners in history who always wanted that which they shouldn't have had. Cain and Korach and Bilam, Dog and Achitofel and Gechzi and Avshalom and Adonai and Uzio and Haman. All of them have that same thing in common that they tried, they aimed too high. They tried to get that which they didn't deserve and therefore they lost everything because of it. So she started the Avera, the Mishnah said, with her Yerech and that's why she's punished first with the Yerech. So how do I know that her thighs are, what it, are what's affected first? By the way, 
Chatzava, it says Yerechech Nafelis before Bit Nechatzava, Vaksivit Safsa Bit Menafel Yerech. Another Pasuk says that first it's going to be the Bet and then the Yerech. So I'm Rabbi, Ki Layit, Layit, Chila Yerech, Vahadar Beten, Layit. Umayi, Ki Batki, Kurachayu Batki, Beten Bresha Vahadar Yerech. That when the curse is expressed, the curse is said first about the Yerech and then the Beten, but when it actually physically happens, when the Mayim goes into her, the Mayim is going to affect the Beten and then the, and then the, uh, the Yerech. The, uh, the Pasha of the Gemara sounds like the Maisa, the Beten is, is Loka first. So then what's the Lashon of the Mishnah? B'yerech is Chila Ba'avera, L'fichach Tilka HaYerech Tchila. What do you mean Tilaka HaYerech Tchila? We just said that that's not the way it works out. It's just the Klala. So Rashi tries to be the Taritzis when he says that Klala is also considered part of the Puranas, that the curse itself is already part of the punishment. So she's miskalelis first with the Yerech, so that's what it means that it, that it begins. The Cheshik Shlomo, however, suggests, based on this that even by uh, Nisha, that, that when Nisha drinks, the Betan is, is, is punished first, but by the Boel, it's the Yerech Tchila. The Boel also suffers this terrible death. The Mayim is Bodek, not just her, the Gemara is going to say later on, it's Bodek him as well. So by him, it's the Yerech Tchila. He says that's what it sounds like in the Yerushalmi, uh, according to one day in the Yerushalmi. And he says it's probably dependent on the Sugi later on, Chavches. There's a Machlokas Tanaim, how do we know? That the bowel is nivdak with the me'amarim. If we learn it from uva'u uva'u from a riboy, so the bowel is nivdak differently than the than the isha. But if it's learned from the pasuk litzvos baten, so we learn it mamish from the pasuk of the isha. So then probably it would have to be that the bowel is punished exactly like the isha. So as the cheshek shlomo says, that's going to be talui in uh, in those days that we're going to have uh, later on. Okay, uh, says the gemara b'klala nami k'siv litzvos baten l'impol yarech. I by by the klala itself, it also mentions in one place baten before. No, that's that the uh, the coin will let it be known that uh, that the beten is going to be what's physically affected first, so that people shouldn't think when it happens out of order, different than the klala said that look, the mayim amarim is a joke, which is amazing that people would say that. Meaning here she drank a magical water and you know her she she blows up and uh, and people will say ah, but it didn't happen exactly the way you said. It reminds me a little bit of why Hakadosh Baruch had to be makab b'charim had to say because what are people going to say if it doesn't happen that the Bukhari Mitzrayim die and we say oh look it was only 11.59 it wasn't, uh, it wasn't 12 o'clock you always look for a little opening you always look for something for, for some, some place to, uh, to, to, to have a, it doesn't take much to have Chisar and Amuna. it doesn't take, it doesn't take uh, much of a uh, diversion to have a Chisar and Amuna. says the Mishnah moving on in issues of Midah connected Midah so Shimshon Followed his eyes, and therefore the plishim poked out his eyes. Remember, Yachsu plishim may not grow enough. Avshalom is gab b'saaro, l'vicha nitla b'saaro. Avshalom took great pride in his hair, and therefore he was hung by his hair. L'vicha ba lesser pilag shayaviv, and because of Shalom slept with ten of his father's pilagshim, l'vicha chnasim ba esel and vios. Therefore he was stabbed with ten spears. Shnemar of yispa asara nashim nosiklayov. L'vicha ganav gimel ganavos, and since he was ganav das or ganav leiv three times. Three three different uh, groups: Lev Aviv, Lev Bezdin, the Lev Yisrael, the Lev of his father, and the Lev of Bezdin, and the Lev of Yisrael. So where do we know that he was Gonev Lev in in those three uh, on those three occasions, those three groups of people? So Lev Avos and Lev Bezdin, the, the the Gemara doesn't spell out for us, but uh, the pasuk says Ve'esav Shalom Holchum Masayim Ishmi Yishlayim Karayim Holchum Latuma Mvloyadu Kol Davar that Avshalom was followed by two hundred people, and the Yerushalmi explains that. Shalom asked David to write a 
Malav Tzivoy to two people, that he gets to choose two people to go with him, to be Malavahim. And he took that letter that said that he can take any two people, and he showed it to two people, then another two, then another two, then another, until he had 200 people following him. And all of those people were Rashi Sanadros, were, 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 were great leaders of the Jewish people. So he stole Levaviv because he uh, tricked his father into giving him that letter, and the Lev Bezdin, because all these people were members of the Bezdin that were following him. And then the Mishnah elaborates that Lev Yisrael, that Lev Yisrael as well. Uh, Lev Yisrael, because Shanamar, it says, Vayiganev Avshalom Eslev Anshe Yisrael. The Pasuk says that he managed to, uh, to trick all of the, uh, all of the Bnei Yisrael. Lefichach Nizkubo Shlosha Shvatim, Shanamar, Vikach Shlosha Shvatim, Bechapo Vyiskeim Belev Avshalom. And therefore he was stabbed with an additional three, three weapons because of that. Um, but Midah is not always a negative thing. Sometimes it's a positive thing. Miriam waited for Moshe for just a single Shah. Pazak says that she waited for him. The Jewish people had to wait for her for seven full days in the, in the Midbar. Yosef was Zoha to bury his father, so, uh, and, 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 and he was the most prestigious of all his brothers, Shnamar Vayal Yosef Likbarasov, Vayal Yimog Gamrach of Gam Prashim, Milanu Gadlum Yosef, Shlon Sasik, Vayal Moshe. So who got a greater honor than Yosef? That Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who buried Yosef. Moshe Zacha Batmos Yosef, Moshe was the one who took care of the bones of Yosef. Vayni Yisrael Gadlum Menu, even though he was the God of Eldar, you could have had any Shlopper go take care of it. Shnamar Vikach Moshe Zatmos Yosef Yimog, Moshe was the one that worried about taking the Atmos Yosef. Well, Migadlum Moshe, Shlon Sasik, Vayal Makom, as a reward for that, in the positive way, Hakurish Borchu took care of Moshe's burial. That it's not only Moshe Rabbeinu that gets a kavura from a kodesh baruch A kodesh baruch takes care of all the the, the uh, tzaddikim. Moshe Rabbeinu sets the sets the tone. He was the example. The Rokeach has a fascinating uh, comment where he says, there's, "You see some clearly some connection between Moshe Rabbeinu and Yosef. That they, they're very deeply connected. That Moshe Rabbeinu is one that takes care of Yosef. They're both considered the gadol of their generation." So he says that there are nine things that they have in common. He says, Moshe Gad Aseris Adibros, Yosef was Mekayim Yaseris Adibros. Mm, I don't know, the, uh, the others were all Mekayim Yaseris Adibros. He says, Yosef supported all of his brothers. In the Zuchus of Moshe, the man came down and uh, supported all the Klai Yisrael. Yosef ran from Eshes Potiphar and married a Basko in On. Moshe ran from Eretz Kush for, uh, for because of an Isha and took a Basko in Midian. Uh, uh, Moshe was, uh, Yosef was Megayer Gerim in Mitzrayim. Moshe was Megayer Gerim Yisro. Uh, the, the, uh, Yosef had two, two sons in Eretz Nachria. Moshe Rabbeinu had two sons in Eretz Nachria. Moshe was Nifrod Meachiv. Yosef was Nifrod Meachiv and Moshe was Nifrod Meachiv. They were both separated from their brothers. Um, one of them was uh, uh, killed, the, the, Yosef killed the, 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 the baker, Bipisrono, and Moshe killed the Mitzri, Harag Mitzri. Uh, Yosef was the Katan Liachiv and Moshe was the Katan Liachiv a smaller pool of brothers, but he was also the younger brother. Uh, it says uh, by Yosef, and it says So there, there's some deep connection between Moshe and Yosef. That's what the Rokeach writes in his Perish Sidra Tefillah, the Rokeach. So um, the, other, the other point over here, the, 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 the Mishnah says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Ms. 
Asik B'Moshe as a schar in the fact that he was in Sasik B'Yosef, and then it says that Kodesh Baruch is in Sasik with all the tzaddikim. Well, wait a second, if it's only for someone who takes care of Yosef, why do all the tzaddikim get a Kodesh Baruch's direct involvement? So the Marsha says that the Magal of Moshe Rabbeinu was that, um, that a Kodesh Baruch who was covered as Gufa Mamish. Although all the other tzaddikim, Hashem comes to collect the Neshama, but the Guf of every other tzaddik has to be taken care of by human hands. So that's still the Magal of Moshe Rabbeinu has over everyone else. So Siyantif writes that a Kodesh Baruch who was, was Nisasik B'Moshe without any help, without anyone else. All the other tzaddikim, Hashem Yasveyu, but still B'nai Adam also help out uh, with, the, with the burial. In the Imre Emes, he suggests that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, know, is knowing this way with all tzaddikim, but why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu knowing this way with all tzaddikim? It's only because there was a Moshe Rabbeinu. I mean, sometimes Moshe Rabbeinu brings that tzachus down into the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being osek in the, in the patira and the burial of that person. So Moshe Rabbeinu brought that tzachus into the world. Now that it's here, it's more accessible to every other tzaddik and every other generation, but it's the tzachus being brought into the world that, uh, that we owe to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Lushma Limudim suggests that the, it doesn't mean that all tzaddikim are like Moshe. It means that by all of them there's a midah connected midah that's, that's equal. Every tzaddik will be zochah to, to, to a certain mile in his burial, kifimaisav, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, was zochah to kvur, kifimaisav, based on the fact that he took care of the kvur of Yosef. Shimshon rebelled with his eyes. He said, uh, she's the one that I want to because it was his eyes that did it. Therefore, the Plishtim poked out his eyes. When Shimshon started showing his, this attraction to Plishti women, his parents were very upset because they didn't know Hashem, who, that it was from Hashem. So it sounds like it wasn't a mistake, it wasn't an Avera, and it wasn't something that deserved punishment. It was all part of God's plan. That it was, it was part of God's plan, but he, there, was some, there was a little bit of, uh, of going after his own eyes and uh, following his own heart's desire also. Tiny Shimshon first sinned in Aza, therefore he gets punished in Aza. And that's where uh, problems in Gaza began for the Jewish people. Shimshon went to Timna. So doesn't that imply that, it, that his Avera was in Timna, not in Aza? But the, the, his original Kilkul was in Aza. Rashi means that Rashi says that it means that in Timna he didn't uh, he at least married the woman. He took her as a, as a wife who wasn't Biznus. So therefore it wasn't considered the real Kilkul. The real Kilkul was in Aza where he was Balbilas Nus. So Shimshon falls in love with Delila. Even if her name wasn't really Delila, it makes sense that her name should have been Delila, because Delila means to weaken. Dildalas Kocho, she weakened his strength. Dildalas Libo, she weakened his heart. Dildalas Maisov, she weakened his actions. So and we're gonna we're gonna elaborate and show each how she did each of those things. Some of the Akronim point out that we're able to darshan her name so much because typically there's a rule, Shem Rasham Yerkav, that you're not supposed to mention the name of a Russia. The fact that the, that the Navi keeps on mentioning her name over and over again is maybe to indicate, I mean, who cares? Some Plishti woman. So Shem married some Plishti woman. Why do we have to keep mentioning her name? So maybe it's to indicate, Dafka, that we're supposed to, uh, that we're supposed to darshan the name. Dildalas Kocho, she, she robbed him of his Koch Dixiv, Vayasu Kocho Me'alav. Dildalas Libo Dixiv, Vater Dililu Ki Higalas Kal Libo, that she weakened 
Shikin the Sarp, she got him to, to reveal all of his secrets. Dildalas Maisav, this Talik Shechina Minai. She caused the Shechina to leave from him. He didn't realize when he woke up and he was all tied up that Akkadish Baruch Hu had, had, had abandoned him, that the Shechina had left him. That Delila realized once he, she, he told her the truth, that he had in fact told her the truth. How did she know that he told her the truth? That when when you told the truth, you could tell you could tell that it's that it's the truth. It's nikarin devreames. Rash says miskablun mishavin with diburm al alfneim ras asaru gadol loyashosiyin vivina shadvar marachonim shamla shabdavrasei koch gadol emesin. Meaning she had that aha moment. You know, she he said something and it, it made sense. Everything fit all of a sudden. So when everything fits, it's probably because it's emes. Abayi amar no yada babos atzad ulamapik shem shemayim levatala. She knew that he would never be mosi shem shemayim levatala. Kivim damar nazir alokim ani amra hashavad ekushta kamer. Since he didn't just say nazir ani, he said nazir alokim ani. She said, "Oh, that must be the truth." So the Minchas Chareva points out from here you see that, uh, that like those shitos and achronim that as haskar shem shemayim levatala is not only in the shem havaya, it's even on all the shem hasagadoshim. Even alokim is included in haskar shem shemayim levatala. So the Gemara Rosh Hashanah Dafid Ches says that they made a yomtiv when they were when they stopped being maskir shem shemayim and shtaros. That before that they would write kach v'kach so you see over there also that that that, that was something that was uh, shame that would be considered shame shemayim levatali even though it's not shame avaya. So you find this gemara and that gemara seem to be rayas that uh, that that includes other shame of Hashem as well. What does it mean by vatalseihu? She slipped out from him at the time of the gemara that uh, Shimshon's parents were told you cannot eat any Tameh food from now on. Michael Tameh, what does it mean called Tameh? When until now they were eating non-kosher food, no, what they were told is that you're not allowed to eat things that are usher for a Nazir. You're going to have to raise a child to be a Nazir, so you're going to have to adjust your own diet, that in your house, you're not going to be able, it's like when one person in the house goes on a diet, the whole house has to go on a diet, otherwise it's not going to work. If there are cookies in the pantry, everyone's going to eat the cookies. So if the child's going to be a Nazir, the parents have to be careful that they don't need anything that a Nazir is not allowed to eat either. Okay, but let's show them a pick up from Vakal Kim tomorrow.